Hello, this is Digital Accessibility, the people behind the progress. I'm Joe Walensky, the creator and host of this series. And as an accessibility professional myself, I find it very interesting as to how others have found their way into this profession. So let's meet one of those people right now and hear about their journey. All right, well, here we go with another episode where I have the great opportunity to speak with another accessibility practitioner. And today I'm talking with Amanda Powell. Hello, Amanda, how are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? Uh, it's a pretty good day. I'm at my home office on Vashon Island, which is near Blink's headquarters in Seattle. Uh, where are you talking to us from? I am in Atlanta, Georgia, on the East Coast. I guess. All I'm right. Well, welcome. It's always uh, good to uh, have visits from people in different time zones. I'm happy to be able to have the chance to uh, chat with you today. Uh, you have an interesting background. And one of the things that I think is interesting is that uh, you know, accessibility as uh, you know, was originally just one part of what you're involved in, and, and you're more and more become something that uh, you work with. So maybe a good place to start is just tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Yeah. So I'm a senior UX designer at Target at the moment. So I do a lot of stuff where it's focused on more the experience design. Um, it'll rather be content strategy, um, assisting research in any needs that they can they might have or designing capabilities right now. Um, so I've done the multicultural work like Mass K, Black Beyond Measure. And right now I'm transferring over to more like product visualization work. Well, it sounds like uh, you you cover a lot of different parts of, of UX. Um, is what is kind of a, a day in the life or a week in the life for you with respect to those things? Or is it always different every week? I feel like it's different every week. Um, I feel like our team kind of operates like an agency. So different campaigns come up to us like, hey, we really need some XD support. Can you hop onto this campaign? And the campaigns, they can last for a couple months unless it's something longer like holiday or Halloween. Um, and then I do a lot of initiatives at Target. Um, so like UGC stuff, that's what I work on. And that's user generated content for those who don't know. And then also Innovation Week. And that's kind of like a hackathon that we're doing at Target. So I help plan all the like nitty gritty details to help set that up. Well, I, I think I might want to ask you a, a little bit more about your current work, but one of the things I always like to do is find out how people learned about accessibility and then started to make that a part of their profession. So uh, where did it start for you? Um, so about nine years ago, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune inflammatory disorder. Basically, that just means that I have chronic inflammation throughout my body and it shows up in random flares and unfortunately well it, it depends on how you look at it but it affects my eyes so i have chronic uveitis which is just chronic inflammation and one uh treatment that we do is steroid injections but that caused uh, cataracts so i have astigmatism the inflammation and then the cataracts so my vision is very wonky and i can't 
some days is better than others, depending on the steroids or the surgeries that I have. Um, so I had to find workarounds because I needed a job and continue working in my field. So I started using assistive technology like voiceover or the zoom in function, um, making all my backgrounds in dark mode to help with that stigmatism. Um, and that's where I first got started. And then I was like, I am sure that I can't be the only person in my workplace who has this, how can I implement this in my team and in my designs? And it came really apparent to me when we were having a design crit on my previous job. And I was like, hey, I really can't read the text. Like you have a light gray background and a dark gray text. It's very difficult. And their response was, well, it's ADA compliant. And I was like, well, that's not good enough. That shouldn't be, you know, the ceiling. You should try to go above the bar. And that's what really pushed me to make not only my designs more accessible, but the workplace as well. And I translate that over to my current role at Target by like hosting presentations on a uh, how to make your presentations more accessible or making a guide sheet for my team about, hey, can you send me um, a PDF version of the presentation or whatever you're gonna go over in the meeting? So I don't have to always interrupt and be like, hey, can you zoom in? Or can you use a black background and white text because that contrast really helps with um, my vision um, or even recording the Zooms and sending over a transcript, that really helps as well, or not having too much text on the um, on each slide. Because when I zoom in, I only see half of the screen. So if it's line by line, like filling up the whole slide, it's really difficult. So just those small things, and then also partnering with our accessibility team, and they've been teaching me their trainings that they give out to the teams to try to help me um, prepare for my CPAC exam. I know well, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, you cover a lot of things there, but I wanted to kind of move backwards uh, in time a little bit because, uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you uh, sharing your your physical challenges, and I'm sure that was a, a lot to to take in uh, uh, in your live life. But uh, just uh, be, you know, thinking about you yourself as a person, an employee that suddenly encounters counters this situation separate from being an accessibility professional. I mean, what was that like, that experience? Um, I imagine that you already had some uh, comfortable, you were comfortable with technology. And so that might've made it a little bit easier, but I mean, kind of what was it like just being a person that had to figure out the workplace with the, the with this new reality? I would say in the beginning, it was very difficult. I was worried about how I would be perceived at work or I thought it would hinder my chances of getting a job. Um, it wasn't until those that incidents with a comment about like, well, it being ADA compliant, that's the like final straw where I was like, this is enough. Like I'm already voicing my needs or not being mad about like sending the PDF beforehand or making the presentations accessible. So that's when I was like, I'm just gonna do it myself. I'm gonna learn what I can. And I gonna speak out about my experience because sometimes it just takes somebody physically seeing somebody or knowing someone to make that connection for them. So that's kind of what sparked it all. Well, I, yeah, I, I appreciate uh, how hard that can be because uh, you know you're just trying to get get your work done. Yet you want to be, uh, you know, have a equitable opportunity to do that. So, so I I, I imagine it was very frustrating uh, early on. 
Yeah. Thankfully now I think it's, you know, I think everything happens for a reason when it comes to my illness. I've taken that one small incident and it's inspired me to start giving talks or speaking at colleges on how they can get into accessibility or how can they incorporate that in their designs. So I think even though it was a very frustrating experience, it turned into something very impactful and kind of beautiful. Well, I, yeah, and it, it, I think that's uh, how I you know, first encountered uh, was from something that you had uh, published or posted. And and so then uh, you mentioned uh, you were doing, you know, more and more of this informally and then found your way into uh, the accessibility activities at your organization. Um, so so what was that like? Is that is that when you suddenly you realize that there was a profession there of people that just do this or kind of what was your experience as you started to get into it more deeply? Um, I, well, one big reason on why I even wanted to join Target because they have a disability and mental health business council. So one, I didn't feel alone. And then I got to meet other disabled employees and hearing their stories and their experiences. And I feel like that really fueled me to continue the work or I would try to incorporate it in ways in my work. Like for example, um, is they're very strict on their uh, research protocols, which makes sense, it's a large company. So it's like, what are the protocols in place for um, pooling our disabled guests? And like, oh, we don't have anything or we can't find anything or people just kind of, it was like kind of ad hoc. So that also was an opportunity for me to be like, okay, how can I deep dive and talk to the right people? And how, how can we kind of figure that out? Like a best, best practice type of thing so other people can incorporate in their work. And uh, you, you mentioned you were working toward the, the CPAC, which is uh, one of the uh, certifications by the uh, uh, IAAP. And uh, so I, so good, good luck with that, but uh, how is, how has it been going in terms of your own uh, like education and training about accessibility? Uh, has it been resources at work or going out uh, on your own online to find information or what's that been like? Um, it's been a combination of everything. Um, resources at work. One of the consultants I have a partnership with on my team, he has his own individual trainings that he runs through with me, but also I utilize DQs uh, course prep. It's only like $25. So that was really um, affordable for me. And it it's self-paced too, which I liked. And it lasts for about a year to help uh, prep for the exam. So that one has been my biggest resource. Um, before I discovered DQ though, I was just finding any articles I can find, any like ally groups. Um, we have a meetup here in Atlanta, connecting with people who I saw had the CPAC. Um, certification and so connecting with them on LinkedIn, asking their advice. Um, they've included me in some like study groups or shared their previous notes. So definitely uh, LinkedIn's community has helped a lot too. And uh, and, and now it, it your work at Target, are, is it more formalized in terms of the accessibility work that you do? Is, is there a team that covers the whole organization or just individual parts of it or kind of are you able to talk about how it's set up? Um, I don't know all of the ins and outs of it. We definitely have a team and each team member works on different parts or they'll collaborate on certain projects. And then we have one member on the team 
who um, oversees my whole department of Target Creative. Um, and he'll just see, like, if we need any help, he'll tell us what to do. But I've made my own connection where we meet biweekly, and he kind of just runs through things that I can learn or uh, presentations that he's made or cheat sheets so I can practice on my own time. And then we get together and kind of talk about um, how I ran through it. And if there's anything like, oh, don't forget this kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like a mentorship, I would say. Well, I, I mean, you have this, this experience already with, with it being something from your lived life uh, as a challenge. And then you've also uh, embraced uh, and enjoying uh, the accessibility work. Do you have any thoughts uh, uh, you know, about the future? Are there any things that you're particularly interested or excited in in pursuing or, or things you want to learn more about? Um, definitely the Web3 space and having those conversations of what accessibility looks like in Web3, especially in the metaverse space. So starting those conversations have been very exciting and trying to figure out, okay, how can we, you know, make it as accessible as possible? Do we have the hand, the he headset, like the control shake, or do we have auditory cues in that experience? Um, or, you know, when our designs, like not having anything flashy or not having anything, um, too distracting because if people have ADHD or brain fog or epilepsy, any of those type of things. So we're trying to work through all the possibilities for the full spectrum of accessibility. Well, it sounds pretty exciting and uh, it, it's been uh, great to have this uh, chance to talk to you. Uh, have you been to uh, any conferences related to accessibility yet? No, I feel like I haven't been to a conference since pre-COVID and I kind of miss the space. Um, it's just hard because it's usually like jam-packed during a work day, but I would love if I can like have a list of the sessions beforehand, I can kind of pick and choose. All right, yeah, well, uh, the CSUN uh, conference in Anaheim in March was the first one I went to after two and a half years of uh, COVID. So uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, meet up at a physical event at some point. Yeah, that'll be great. I feel like I should start looking into that. I need All to right. know, like accessibility focused conferences. Thanks a lot, Amanda. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Joe Walensky, and as host of the Digital Accessibility Program, I like to keep the focus on our amazing guests. But I'm always excited about my role as Accessibility Director at Blink the producer of this program, and I'd like to share that with you. Blink is the world's leader in evidence-driven design, and we work with a wide variety of clients. Founded in Seattle, we also have offices in Boston, New York, Austin, San Diego, and San Francisco. Our stated mission is to make technology human. Embracing inclusive design and accessibility brings all of us closer to that mission. We bring accessibility in every one of our projects. Our philosophy is that each of our practitioners should understand how accessibility applies to their own work. Accessibility is not a separate department or activity for us. Our researchers, designers, and developers all employ accessibility principles at every stage. If you have a need for research and design services, Blink is a partner with a full-time commitment to making your product or service accessible 
and a great experience for all of your customers. Some of the specific areas where we can help, using research to better understand the needs of your customers with disabilities, innovating to make sure your accessibility is the best in class design. We can move existing designs to development in a sprint, and maybe most importantly, we provide a turnkey transformation to an accessible site or app. Of course, compliance status is something that we always include as part of the service. If any of this is of interest, please get in touch with me directly at joe at blinkux.com. That's J-O-E at B-L-I-N-K-U-X.com. Thank you. And please take a moment to rate our program in whatever app you use.